Hi, and welcome to Hack the Net, where every week we delve into the darkest recesses of the internet to find something interesting or even comprehensible. I'm Matt Leather Plague Mask Heron. <laughs> okay, uh, I'm Jeff Andromeda Strain Kowalski. <laughs> I'm Louisa Patient Zero Heron. It's me. See, it's I, me all along. I did my one as a steampunk and a virus thing. Did you see that? Did I you did. notice that? But then all I could think was the words plague doctor, and I'm like, you said plague. I can't say plague doctor. <laughs> I yep. have to go a different way. It's true. I was trying to figure out how to say that phrase without having uh, any extra words in it. Mm-hmm. Does a plague mask con- tr- convey the right thing, those bird things? I guess so. I mean, they were specifically doctor masks, I guess, but I think it's a bit apocryphal whether they even use them at all. Yeah, were they supposed to actually do anything? They were supposed to have scented uh, oils and herbs and things in the end of it so that it, you as the doctor would breathe that good air instead of the sick air. Why yeah. did it have to be so beaky? I guess so you all that good stuff. circulation of air. Yeah. Huh. You know. Seems seems crazy. <laughs> well, sure. I mean, like, didn't, uh, in that time when they thought bad smells made you sick, didn't people just walk around with, like, potpourri satchels around their neck or whatever? Yes, but they also tried to avoid sick people, whereas the doctors are going right in to see the sick people. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's all dumb. Yeah. Are we any better today? Probably not. Probably not, no. <laughs> I do think it's funny when you go to, like, the hardware store in the middle of a pandemic and people have bought all of the, like, painter's fume masks. <laughs> Oh, that, yeah. That's not the same thing, you guys. Yeah, you can't do that. Do anything. <laughs> what are you doing? You can't. You can't just be like, "Oh, mask." Yes, I'm wearing this. Uh, I'm wearing this Lone Ranger mask to protect me from the virus. Actually, it depends. <laughs> if it's a, if it's an N95 mask, it does work. Yeah, but most painters' masks aren't. Most painters' masks are just for like keeping you from inhaling droplets of paint. Mm. Mm, but it would also keep you from inhaling any droplets of spittle if someone like coughed near you. So there's that. The, yeah, I suppose. The virus is smaller than droplets of spittle. Mm. Well, yes, but it needs that carrier. Not once it. Not once the spittle lands on your mask, then you can just breathe it right through. It's not airborne though. It can't survive like that. Yeah. It, it, what? <laughs> This one. The virus isn't airborne. Right, yeah. but you're still going to pull the like little droplets of viral, viral spittle through your mask when no. somebody spits yeah. on your mouth. <laughs> no. <laughs> How do you think, what do you think the difference between airborne and not airborne is, Jeff? <laughs> I'm saying it doesn't have to be born on the air. You wouldn't extract it from the water droplets. You would just pull them through the mask. They wouldn't filter the no. virus out. If it- filters the droplets, you're not pulling the droplets through. Uh, I don't think that it would do that. But also, if if a virus not being airborne means that it could still survive on the microscopic droplets of water in the air, how is that functionally different from it being airborne? It's not. That's the reason why this virus keeps spreading. No, Jeff, it's not airborne! <laughs> I think we should stop talking about the virus. Yeah. <laughs> we all know absolutely nothing. Uh, and then in six months, if anyone listens to this episode, we will sound insane, or... Mm-hmm. Maybe civilization will be over. So I, I do. Like- I won't sound insane. I'll sound like the only person taking proper precautions. <laughs> <laughs> I do like there was a like an Onion article or a Hard Times or something where someone was like, scientists encourage people to record their thoughts in case we all die, so that future explorers will have audio logs to tell them what happened. Mm-hmm. We are good. those. We are those dead video game characters. Like a video yeah. game. Yep. 
That's like in a video game. Yes. Oh, wow. It's like a video game? <laughs> you want to make mean, sure to keep an important uh, piece of equipment on your corpse when you die. Mm, you want to make sure that in no, one of your pockets is something important. Hide it in a safe and then record the, the code to the safe on a podcast. <laughs> and, on a little piece of paper that you swallow. <laughs> so mm. it's inside your rotten gut. How is that? Why would that survive? <laughs> <laughs> if you died and run into a skeleton, why would paper inside you survive? Yeah. No, you need to have it, like, laser etched onto your artificial hip. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is uh, all very good. I mean, like, we're writing a Resident Evil game right now, <laughs> is what's happening. Sure. Mm, uh, hold on, trademark, copyright. Yeah. <laughs> original <laughs> we- idea, do not steal. Are we copywriting Resident Evil's terrible puzzle system? Yeah, is we, that stole what's happening? we stole it now. They forgot uh, to say copyright, and now we've mm-hmm. said copyright. Yeah, true. Yeah, we're absolutely trademark squatting or patent patent trolling. What do they call it? Yeah, pa- I've heard that one. I don't know what the other one you said was. <laughs> trademark squatting when you trade yeah. or oh squatting. I thought you meant squatting. Like oh yeah, where we dropping goals? boys? <laughs> trademark doxing. <laughs> we just revealed yeah. their website, and that is our website now. <laughs> No, that's DDoS. That's not doxing. <laughs> yeah. Doxing is trademark. Doxing is when you put the address and phone number of the trademark online, and then let oh, shitheads yeah. on the internet bother them. Sign them up for a bunch of newsletters they don't want. <laughs> yes. <laughs> now it's our call, private property. Call the SWAT team to the patent office. <laughs> cool. I don't understand uh, what's happening anymore. No one does. Oh, I thought you were referencing Hackers, the movie. The movie Hackers. Uh, oh, never yes. heard of it. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, I was lying a few like weeks a ago. <laughs> I was lying a few weeks ago when I said I watched it. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> that explains a lot about that episode, actually. <laughs> it does. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that was our longest episode, I think, wasn't it? Yeah, it was longer than the movie Hackers, for sure. Yeah, significantly <laughs> oh, no. longer. An hour longer. <laughs> we are the worst humans. <laughs> mm. But... Let's keep it moving right along. Jeff, what did you do this week? Oh, my God. Uh, <laughs> so I work in the nation's largest school district, and it hasn't closed. So I've had a very bizarre week. Um, we're trying to prepare students and teachers for distance learning uh, in the event that the mayor stops being a huge dumbass and closes schools. Um because, uh, no one, I'm discovering that no one in, no one who teaches knows how to use internet. None of them know how yeah. internet do. Uh, yes. <laughs> it's really bizarre. Um, I'm hearing that some of my coworkers don't even understand that you should type into a Google Doc that's shared with people in order, if you want them to see what it has, what they're doing, what you're writing. <laughs> I get so frustrated because uh, I'm 41 years old, but now when I talk to people around my age, like at work, and I'll be like, so you just want to make sure you just go over to this, and then you're going to print that window, and they're like, I'm going to print the window? What do you mean? Computers? Like, oh, who knows? I'm like, you fucker. <laughs> you are my age. You don't get to pull that I'm too old yeah. for computers bullshit. How dare you? <laughs> it is very weird that there are people who grew up with computers, like all of us did, yeah. and who just were like, no. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Well, I guess not. Uh, they were busy kissing and going to parties. <laughs> they were busy I'd like being to see born pretty much rich and then just continuing to be pretty much rich so they don't have to bother with computers. But it's not even about, like, privilege. All the best stuff is on the internet, too. No, but they don't know that. 
<laughs> well, that's crazy, though. Yeah. It'd be like growing up in the 50s and seeing all of the people around you getting cool cars and being like, mm, I think I'm going to stick with my bicycle for the rest of my life. That probably happened. Yeah. All those people are dead now, though. I mean, old people in the 50s, maybe, but young people were like, oh, all the cool people are getting cars. We're all going to care about cars now. And then they did. Whereas young people now, everyone cares about computers, but then there's a sector of people who are like, oh, I don't have to, though. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's not even like it's hard. Like, we we named all the stuff after the... Yeah, like, we named all the stuff after the real-life equivalents. Like, it's a document in a folder, and it's a shared folder, meaning we all have access to it. You're That's... surfing in the net like we all do. No, that is, a, that is metaphorical, but... <laughs> also, no one has said that in 25 years. Yeah. <laughs> Web crawler. Remember that? It a spider for a little yep. It's true. Oh, Christ. <laughs> it's just so... Uh, weird to be like, oh man, how will I teach students when they're far away? Oh, yeah. Like, Google Classroom exists. Why aren't you using it already? Yeah. So, do you think your fellow teachers are like dragging their feet on this because they don't know what to do if they have to do it? Uh, I think that, well, it's not up to us. We all want the schools okay. to close because all of our kids are going to kill their grandmas or whatever. Um, but like, it, I don't, I don't know. I, I think that, they're all just trying to teach school how it was taught when they were in school, which was oh, yeah. without computers. Yeah. It's crazy to me, though, that you would be the kind of person who has a passion for learning and, like, a discovery and knowledge, and then also be the kind of person who's like, I don't have to learn about this incredibly important technological advancement at all. Yeah. Uh, why would... You should. You're the... You care about <laughs> learning things, don't you? Well, there's always people who refuse to learn how to cook even the absolute basics, and they'll eat out every meal if that's what it takes to, instead of learning to cook, even though you have to eat food to survive, so... Yeah. But usually, those are the lazy shitheads, and what I'm saying is, these are people who've already dedicated their lives to learning, and, like, the the yeah. advancement of knowledge. It's just, it's just odd. Yeah, it is a bit yes. odd. Um, I'm, I'm going to, if we're still in work, I'm going to have to spend Tuesday making sure everyone knows how to, like, get kids on a Google Hangout and, like... Mm-hmm. Convincing Wimpy to give you a hamburger to di- on Tuesday for, so that you could pay him on Wednesday? No, no, he's paying up on Tuesday. I already been giving him hamburgers all goddamn weekend. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm sure he'll come in and pay it on Tuesday. He said he would. He promised. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Can't you tell your teachers that they need to tell their kids to teach them how to (laughs) set up their own? No. (laughs) Here's the thing. Teenagers have no idea how to use computers. I have seen so many kids, they log into the Chromebook, open Chrome browser, type Google into the search bar, and then get the Google result on Google and click Google.com and then type whatever they're looking for into Google.com. Okay. Uh, Like, you could just type the search query into the bar that says search, and then hit enter. Now, in their defense, sometimes your computer has a shitty setup, and if you type a search into the bar, it goes to Bing instead of Google. (laughs) No, this is Google Chrome. It doesn't do that. It could. You can set your your search engine to be whatever you want. But how it, are these kids finding porn, which is the most important thing for teenagers mm, to do online? If they TikTok. can't figure out how to search, Just is TikTok there TikTok porn? porn? Probably. 
Oh, God, no. <laughs> What's the time limit on TikTok? <laughs> 12 uh, seconds? <laughs> no, probably like a minute and a half. I've seen some long TikToks. <laughs> Is that enough time? I guess so. I guess maybe. Of course leave. that's enough time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, kids don't have the attention span for full movies these days. <laughs> no one's appreciating feature like pornos anymore. <laughs> Yeah, nobody's watching Pirates or I mean, Alice in true. Wonderland or Caligula. Can you believe that people used to make two-hour-long porno movies? They still do! Why? I don't know. That's crazy! Oh, man. Oh, so good. Uh, Alright, that's that's all I, I have to say about that. Matt, what'd you do? Um, This week, I... Hmm. I probably should have come up with something ahead of time. Do you want to throw it to me? Yeah, Louise, you go. All right. I don't have a whole lot, but uh, on Friday, two days ago, that's not important for the listener, but uh, I went to the eye doctor, which I hadn't been Mm -hmm. to for a year, and it's very weird to go to the eye doctor right at the cusp of something like uh, this coronavirus, where there's Mm -hmm. flyers up everywhere about how you have to use hand sanitizer before you check in at the desk, and as soon as you're done, and all these things, wash your hands five times. Yep. Uh, And it was pretty much empty. There were only a couple people there. And they seemed like they were in a rush, so I don't know what that was all about. But oh man, yeah, we so we we got together for dinner that night, mm-hmm. um, and Jen and I were talking this morning about like what we need to do for social distancing and stuff. And Jen was like, "Should we not have gone to dinner with everyone on Friday with with their family because mm-hmm. of this?" And I was like, "Maybe, but it's, it's hard to tell. It right? seems like the." discussion around social distancing changed a lot in the last two days. Yeah, it did. It, it really seems did. <laughs> it seems like before that it was like just try to avoid public areas and now it's like seriously never be alone in a room with someone. It's like Mike Pence and, and women. <laughs> You're not allowed to be a, alone in a room with a virus. <laughs> a giant anthropomorphic virus. <laughs> yep. <laughs> it's got those seductive fl- flagellums. <laughs> <laughs> yes. God I hate that phrase. <laughs> Uh, that'd be a good name for a band, though. Uh, I thought uh, we all agreed to stop making it would be a good name for a band jokes, Matt. Yeah, that wasn't a joke. It would be a good name for a band. I'm not joking. Bastard. Uh, so that took kind of took the edge off any uh, anxiety about going to a doctor's appointment because it's mm-hmm. like everything is so extra weird. Like the fact that I'm sitting and waiting for someone to come and maybe uh, scold me for not doing something right with my contact lenses. Like that doesn't seem so bad. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm sitting in the little room and they always keep those rooms kind of dark. But uh, there's a big poster on the wall of all the horrible eye diseases and infections you can get. Oh, okay, cool. <laughs> I wish they wouldn't do that. Why do they do that? It. It's not like anyone's going out and being like, hmm, I don't know how bad an eye infection would be. Let me try it out and see. Maybe I'd like it. I think it kind of is, because a lot of them, uh, when it tells you what caused this problem, it's like improper uh, contact lens use, so they want to scare you. Like if you're a smoker. You're not supposed to wear contact lenses if you're a smoker, but Hmm. of course people do. You're not supposed to smoke your contact lenses. I know that one. Yeah, Yeah, it makes your eyes taste like hickory. Mm-hmm. Mm, delicious. <laughs> but deadly. <laughs> That's always the problem, right? Yeah. <laughs> yes. The it's the f- that that the forbidden delicious. fruit. Mm-hmm. Yep. Guys, contact lenses. W- what if mm-hmm. what if poison tastes really good? Some of it does. Yeah, like what's the one that smells like almonds? 
Cyanide? Cyanide? I bet that tastes so good. No, oh, it's very bitter, though. Specifically, I, it's bitter. But antifreeze mm. tastes so good that it yeah. kills children and dogs all I was going to say, I heard antifreeze tastes great. <laughs> uh, That's not really poison. It's poisonous, but it has other purposes. Right, it's poison by accident. <laughs> yeah. I found out recently that, uh, you know how you trees are very poisonous? Like, mm-hmm. extremely poisonous. Those My trees? Oh, yeah. no! <laughs> But apparently those juicy, delicious-looking red berries are not poisonous. It's the seed inside that is poisonous. Ew. So you can eat the berry if you are careful not to crack the seed with your teeth because the seed is so poisonous. That would be enough to uh, send parts of your body into paralysis. (laughs) So that is truly the most forbidden fruit, you tree fruit. But also, you said those berries look delicious, but they look so gross. (laughs) No, they're so plush and red. What do you mean? They they look like they look they look like red like play doh Mm, (laughs) wrapped around a wooden ball. Yeah. So you can eat that, but not the center, and then you're fine. Not the wood. Don't eat that wood. Yeah. Oh weird. These look like little plastic beads. These don't look delicious at all. Well, yeah. you have to see them in person. They have such a velvety surface. You're like, yes, I do want to eat these berries. Yeah, but, but you, you also love to chew wooden dice. I don't love to. I just want to. <laughs> I don't that love to. I have to. <laughs> <laughs> it looks like it would be pretty easy to cut this seed away from the berry. Mm-hmm. But they also say they don't taste particularly good, so it's not really worth it. <laughs> Man, they look like they taste good, don't they? No. No, no they don't. <laughs> they don't at all. In fact, well, they look like I'm not supposed to eat them. Yeah, I remember when we were a kid, we had a yew tree in the backyard, and we would gather mm-hmm. up these berries to play games with them and throw them at each other. <laughs> yes, and adults would always freak out. You can't eat those berries. We're like, yeah, I know. No one's we're eating berries. We're not gonna. They look disgusting, is what <laughs> I would say. But you stopped playing those games once you accidentally threw one down the throat of your brother Jerry. <laughs> yes, it's true. We don't talk about Jerry anymore. Yeah. Yep, Jerry Garcia. <laughs> <laughs> no, that was pretty good. <laughs> Too stupid, yeah. No, good twist. <laughs> yep. And now so, you know the rest of the story. Yep. <laughs> so my eye appointment went fine. I got new prescription and everything. Uh, I got a compliment because <laughs> they have to put the anesthetic in your eyes that really hurts, and then they put in uh, the drops that dilate your eyes. And uh, the- <laughs> what is this compliment? <laughs> How are we getting from here to a compliment? (laughs) The eye doctor said I'm really good at controlling my blink reflex, so thank you. (laughs) I guess that's a compliment. Yes. (laughs) It's more like an observation. (laughs) I don't know that you should be taking pride from this. I feel like eye doctors, because they have to put drops in everybody's eyes, and you look up, so you're looking directly at the nozzle that's about to put drops in your eyes, and I feel like Mm -hmm. if you're not used to doing things with your eyes, you probably flinch a whole lot at that point. Mm. Yeah. I've never been to the eye doctor because my eyes are perfect. How would you know if you've never been to the eye doctor? Because they test you at school. You haven't been at school in like... Well, I guess you work at a school, but you haven't been... Do they test the teachers, too? No, they yeah, don't you test you the teachers. just go into a quick, a quick round of uh, eye and ear tests? I actually don't teachers? think that they do physicals in, in in New York City schools. At least they don't add mine. Mm. Mm. But they must test your eyes briefly when you get a driver's license. Yeah, she pointed at the uh, chart somewhat far away on the wall behind her and was like, read the first line, and it was easy. Okay, good. So you don't have trouble, is what you're saying? Yeah. I have perfect eyes. Last time my eyes got tested, my left eye was better than normal. Lopez. Yeah, my left eye, Lopez. <laughs> burned down a house. 
uh, was better than normal, and my right eye was worse, and it averaged out to 2020. But your left eye kept on setting fire to sneakers in the bathtub. (laughs) What? You made that joke. And I feel bad about it, and you don't feel bad about it. Lisa left eye Lopez set fire to sneakers in a bathtub and burned her boyfriend's house down. Weird. <clears throat> maybe yeah, I sh- well. maybe I should get contacts just for my right eye because I do have a lot of trouble. Like if I close my left eye, it's real hard to read with that other eye. I dollar sign contacts just so people know you're all about Ooh, that money. That's true. Ooh, just one dollar sign contact <laughs> in my right that's- eye. Oh, you'd be like a villain from a like a very bad action movie. <laughs> mm. I'd be like La Chifra, the villain who cries blood in Casino Royale. <laughs> I was thinking about that bad guy from Last Action Hero Hero, who has the glass eye, yes. Mm. Do you remember he was played by Charles Dance? Because I didn't notice at the time, and then years later I was like, oh shit, that's Charles Dance. I mean, I didn't know who he was at the time, but when I saw Charles Dance in Game of Thrones, I'm like, oh, it's that glass eye guy from Last Action Hero. (laughs) And they make that very bad joke, I've got to catch the red eye. Yes. Yes, that's true. The only thing anyone remembers from that movie. Doesn't his glass eye become a bomb that explodes and kills everyone? Seems likely. I think that movie got a bad reputation for no reason. It's a good movie. It's It's, not good. I saw it in theaters. I think that people thought it was trying to be a serious action movie yeah. and not a yeah. comedy, and that was the problem, because it's it's funny, it's weird, but it's not bad. Yeah, it's... It's not terrible, but I don't think it's very funny. It thinks it's funnier than it is. I yeah. think that it is clever and enjoyable to watch, even though it's obviously not the best possible expression of its very good premise. It's yeah. a very good premise. Uh, I'm surprised that no one has tried to rip it off and do it a better. Yeah. Well... What about the Page Master? <laughs> you know, which definitely came out later than. Uh, <laughs> I mean, who can say? You know what? I guess Last Action Hero was just Who Framed Roger Rabbit, but for action movies, huh? Uh, no, because there was no real world in Roger Rabbit. There was just the the world where cartoons and people coexist. Right, but yeah. then there was Toontown, where the tunes are from. Yes, but my point is. What makes Last Action Hero a good premise, partially, is the fact that there's a kid from our world who travels to the world where movies are made and is like, what's going on? As opposed to a world where everyone's just like, yeah, this is how movies are made. No mm. one is surprised by this. Uh, what about oh. Cool World? Does that count? No. Mm. What about <laughs> Monkey Bone? Can we talk about oh, Monkey yeah. Bone for the next hour? Yeah. yeah Hen- favorite actor, Brendan Fraser. The, the black sheep of Henry Selleck's oeuvre. Mm-hmm. I don't know who Henry Selleck is. He sure. directed Nightmare Before Christmas, Coraline, uh, a bunch of those other Leica movies. I think Monkey Bonus is only live action movie. <laughs> it's not <laughs> terrible. Um, I thought it was pretty bad. I'll say. I mean, like it was an it was the normal level of quality for a Brendan Fraser driven action comedy in the nineties. <laughs> That might be true. I think it does have some stop motion in it, doesn't it? Like, it yeah, does. the, yeah, the whole world that he travels to that in his head that he does his cartoons from. Yeah, the monkey is is a stop motion character, the eponymous monkey bone. Okay. Is that the name of the monkey in Monkey Bone? <laughs> Who can say? I think I think it is, yeah. That's Must the name be. of the comic strip, right? Because the thing is, he's an animator, and then he gets sucked into the world. No, of the he's a cartoonist. Strip. He does, like, Saturday morning, oh. Sunday morning cartoon strips. Okay, yeah, yeah. strips. Okay, hold on. Yeah, strips. So, a comic yeah. is what I'm saying. Right, but you said he was an animator, and he's not. He just does panels. Where we're getting confused okay, is his... Uh, 
his like newspaper cartoon is being made into a cartoon show. Uh, that's why. That's how they got the Saturday morning cartoon spinoff of the movie that we all loved. Wait, did they? <laughs> I don't think they did, but I, I, I guess I don't know enough to. I'm not sure enough to be making this joke. It that doesn't look happen. like it. Oh my god, Whoopi they, Goldberg played death in that movie. What the hell? Yeah, she's good <laughs> in it too. Giancarlo Esposito is the god of sleep. <laughs> he I'm plays freaking Morpheus the Dream King. Yeah. I am not joking when I say much like Last Action Hero, it's not it's not, not worth going back to watch. Yeah, I kinda wanna watch it now. <laughs> it's not terrible. Bob Odenkirk a- is in there. Huh. It's better than like every Adam Sandler movie. John Turturro voices Monkey Bone. If there's ever a time to revisit forgotten movies, it's within the next two weeks when we're all supposed to be it's staying true. inside. Yep. Yep. I'm excited. I to bet do you that. can if you can't stream Monkey Bone for free somewhere, then the internet has failed. I'm willing to bet that Monkey Bone is on like HBO. It's like one of the ten movies that never rotates out. <laughs> yeah, it feels like, like a movie that was yeah. probably on HBO the in- entirety of my childhood. Yeah. I remember for at least ten years, you could always find Teen Witch on HBO. It would literally <laughs> air every week. Uh, I remember for a year, Monkey Bone played every Sunday afternoon on Comedy Central. And before that, it was Meteor Man. And before that, it was Blank Man, maybe? Oh, jeez. Yeah, Blank Man was on Comedy Central a lot. Yeah. I remember Dirt not hating that when I was a kid. Yeah, yeah. Kids like anything with big, bold colors and stuff. Uh, so we want to put Brendan Fraser in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Who are we casting him as? Okay, Captain Britain. Ooh, but he's not <laughs> I British. Like that. I don't like that at all. <laughs> he is Canadian. He could be that Canadian Captain America ripoff from Alpha Flight. Yeah. What's that guy's name? Captain Canuck or something awful? I think so. Yeah. Does he does he wear all white with like a big maple leaf? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Is it Captain Canuck? I think that's right. Yeah, but that's not a Marvel character. Oh no, Captain Canuck is some other guy. All right, well, I'm then he's not from Alpha Flight, because Alpha Flight is Marvel. Yeah, I know. Brendan Fraser as Dazzler. <laughs> mm, I actually don't mind that. I think it would be fun to have Dazzler be like a boy washed up disco guy instead of a lady yeah. one. And you could, depending on when you set the movie, you could pretend that he actually was from the disco era. <laughs> I think if you're doing an X-Fed now. movie with with uh, Dazzler in it, it has to be set in the 80s, right? Yeah, that would be ideal. Especially if Dazzler is a 50-year-old man. Mm-hmm. Always on roller skates. <laughs> Uh, the leader of Alpha Flight and the guy who wore all white with a big maple leaf is Guardian, yeah. also known as Weapon oh. Alpha. I just pasted his Wikipedia page in the chat. Yeah, or Vindicator, which is a really good uh, name for a superhero. Yeah. Is uh, Captain Canuck anything? Guardian is often confused with Captain Canuck, another Canadian-themed superhero oh. with similar costume and superpowers. Oh, I just clicked on that. Uh, to see what he looks like, and it's almost the same. Yep, yep, and he's just from a different comic company, but the same idea. Hmm. Yeah, I could, uh, I could see Brendan Fraser playing Guardian. I think that would be fine. Wait, yep. what if he plays Wolverine? <laughs> <laughs> what if he plays the mummy this time? Yeah, he's the mummy now. That's the Ooh, twist. We all become the mummy that we fight in our youth. <laughs> yep, that's right. 
he's the mummy, and then he kisses Tom Cruise, and everyone's happy. I don't know what's happening, but I'm horny. <laughs> it's a crossover. It's the Mummy Two uh, slash the Mummy Four. Yeah, the Mummy Two Electric Boogaloo. Mm-hmm. It's it's a crossover where Tom Cruise, who became the mummy at the end of the Mummy spoilers, meets up with Brendan Fraser, who's a good mummy, and he became a mummy after that mm-hmm. one with Jet Li, but we didn't see it happen. And it's mm-hmm. Mummy versus Mummy in the showdown of the millennium. Whoever wins, we lose. Somebody good, right, guys. Good job. <laughs> <laughs> oh god, that is the single greatest movie uh, tagline in history, mm-hmm. right? Uh, I mean, the con is on is also extremely good. Oh, uh, you know what? The Alien franchise has two home runs because the first one is in space. No one can hear you scream, which is also incredible. Yeah, that's very good. Does Predator What's have the- a good tagline? I'm looking at the other movie posters from um, the Alien series. Do they I have like any the, good? Um, the Jurassic Park one, which was an adventure, I think, an adventure sixty-five million years in the making. That's pretty good. Yeah. yeah, that's not bad. Oh man, the new Predator movie, the tagline was, you'll never see him coming, which is excellent. Mm-hmm, that is very good. Uh, Aliens was just, this time it's war. That's nothing. Yeah, that that's sucks. Bad. That is... <laughs> what was it before, if this time it's war? <laughs> well, last time it was just one-on-one. It was just a boxing match. Yeah, before, before it was a slaughter, where one alien <laughs> killed like ten people. It was a yeah. PvP. Yeah. <laughs> this time it's a war in that somehow the same number of people can kill way more aliens than they did before. Mm-hmm. Guys, because what if guns. they threw a war and nobody came? Mm, that's the question we've all been avoiding talking about. about it. Yeah, if a war <laughs> happens in the forest, does anyone hear it? <laughs> Alien 3, the tagline <laughs> was, was the, just... Uh, Hold on. What? <laughs> no, don't examine it. <laughs> that was the tagline from the third Star Wars movie. Thank you. <laughs> what? If a what? war happens in the forest, does anyone hear it? Yes, <laughs> I see. The there laser beams make noises. <laughs> yeah. you, you should have said Return of the Jedi, because the phrase the third Star Wars yeah, is you know utterly meaningless. Yeah, it refers to three different Star Wars movies, <laughs> at least. What makes you think I remember what that movie was called as I was speaking? Everyone remembers the names of the original trilogy. I don't! Those are the good ones! You could have called it episode six, then we would have known. No, I won't. Okay, that's fine. (laughs) Uh, I do like that the tagline for Alien 3 is just, it's back. (laughs) This makes it sound like a sequel to a children's movie. Backstreet's back. (laughs) All right. (laughs) Great. Excellent. (laughs) Whose turn is it to talk about something? Me. And I... I Hold on, real quick. I really love that just because they had a video where they were all uh, Universal Monsters, uh, uh-huh. Backstreet Back gets played at Halloween still on the radio to this yep. very day, and that yep. song has nothing to do with Halloween. Well, <laughs> it's a little spooky. Yeah, there what are they so going to do now that they're back? There are, there are so many monster movies about the return of whatever thing. The return of the living dead. The return of the instance. Jedi. Yeah. Yeah, the <laughs> spookiest one. Uh... <laughs> The Thing's tagline was, man is the warmest place to hide, which is a little corny. Ew. It's also a little horny. Yeah, it sure is. Uh, Guys, the the, uh, tagline for cocktail is, when he pours, he rains. Oh, Oh, no. no. That can't be real. Is that real? Yeah, it's real. Is it spelled like royalty rain? Yes. Fuck. Ah, I hate it. Uh, the Royal Tenenbaums has a very bad one. Also, family isn't a word; it's a sentence. Yeah, that's 
That's bad. Oh, uh, yeah. That's because sad. that's just ripping off that uh, uh, attributed to Oscar Wilde, but I don't even know what to say about that thing about marriage. So. Ooh, I really like uh, Suspiria's tagline. The only thing more terrifying than the last 12 minutes of this <laughs> film are the first 92. No. That's too many words. That's too many nothing. words. <laughs> too many words. <laughs> and also, I think for a great for it to be a great tagline that really, really is in the top of the greats, the movie also has to be very good. <laughs> oh Never. my god! Sorry, I just found out the tagline for the something that does not <laughs> so meet Louise's criteria. Uh, this will be my last one. It's a good finish. The tagline for Daddy's Home Two: More Daddies, More Problems. <laughs> Yeah, but they did that on purpose, because they're a comedy. Right, but, yeah, like, nothing. not a good comedy. <clears throat> and that's not a good tagline, what do you say? It's a very stupid tagline, which is why I liked it. Well, sure, but it's the kind of tagline that makes you take a photo of that poster and then share it on social media. That's and true. Just look at this shit. I didn't which is do what they that, want. Though. It's also not... It's not funny. It's just bad. Yeah, that's why I liked it. It's just a statement of the premise of the movie. That there's more daddies in it and therefore more problems? Yeah. Uh, I'd like to say that the tagline for the movie Double Indemnity is from the moment they met, it was murder, and that's extremely good. <laughs> that's very good. Although that sounds super horny, and isn't that one where one of them is trying to kill the other? I think they're both trying to kill other people, but I have never seen it. Okay. I think that it's like Strangers on a Train, but with fucking. Okay. <laughs> strangers who fuck on a train. Yeah, that's the name <laughs> of a good movie. These excellent feature-length pornos that we care about so much. <laughs> yes, it's true. <laughs> so should I toss it off to you, Matt, or where are we at? Sure, yeah. Uh, so for me this week, I uh, I guess I'll talk about... I just finished building a brand new computer for myself. Um, I've had my old computer for about 12 years, and it's served me well. I've replaced, like, the video card and stuff over time, but um, it was just old and, like, you know, is running off of a processor that's, like, three generations ago now. Mm. So I got a new one. It's got an i7 Coffee Lake processor with eight cores, you should uh, put coffee on your computer. Well, is that I what don't know. The name? What is Intel the would that? say otherwise. What? <laughs> what the hell is that name of that? That's the real name? Yeah. the uh, All of the generations of Intel computer processors have names like Ivy Bridge and Coffee Lake and stuff like that. I don't know why. Mm. That's just what they do. Okay, I don't like it. All right. Uh, so anyway, it, it's a very good computer. I'm very excited about it. If this episode sounds weird, it's because I'm recording on a good computer for the first time in the whole history <laughs> of this podcast. Uh, but the thing that is the best about it is that the way that people build computers these days is like how people built hot rods back in the 50s, like we were talking about before. Mm -hmm. And so it is now virtually impossible to find a computer case or fans and things like that that don't have light-up color mm -hmm. uh, parts to them. And so at first I was like, I'm not an idiot. I don't need to spend extra money to get this RGB color uh, lights and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. But it was so hard to find ones that didn't have it. I was like, fine. If I'm going to do it, I guess I'll get color lights on everything. And I did, and it fucking rules. Nice. <laughs> uh -oh. It's so good. Uh, I <laughs> have it now where all of the... the what's that? You've become an elite hacker now with your light-up computer. It's true. All of the lights on it now are green for St. Patrick's Day, but I can change the colors for my computer, and it's the best thing. <laughs> Makes me so happy. I figured out how to make it so that the RAM chips that have lights along the edge, the light, like, moves from bottom to top, so it looks like a computer in a Star Trek 
uh, movie, and it's great. <laughs> uh, that sounds really cool. Yeah, it is. It's extremely cool. Also, uh, I am an insane person, and my computer has uh, 11 terabytes of memory. <laughs> What? I, I, will, I will never use it all. Oh, you mean hard drive space. I thought you meant, yes. like, RAM. I was like, excuse no. me? <laughs> I mean, I've got... I, I do have 32 gigs of RAM, that's which fine. is also too much. Right. That's an acceptable amount, though. That's yes. not like you filled an entire closet just with RAM. <laughs> Correct. I don't think I would know how to get that many RAM chips connected to my motherboard. Very carefully. Yep. I need, <laughs> I like, like, a, a an extender. <laughs> do they make extension cores for RAM chips? Uh, <laughs> you do now. It's your new hobby. isn't there when yeah. you have a certain type of technology, like reel-to-reel or something, or punch cards, and then it switches to something different when you get to the point where you're like, oh, I can't have any more punch cards there. I have a whole room full of punch cards. Yeah. So I, I wonder when this next change is going to happen, what it'll be. I mean, I think it is happening constantly, because last time I built my computer, I got all of the very best memory and stuff that I could, uh, and it ended up having, like, four terabytes of storage space, mm-hmm. and this time I, d- I bought solid-state drives and, like, medium-priced hard drives and stuff, and I'm easily ten times the size. Wait, the no. size, the capacity or the size of the equipment? <clears throat> the size of the capacity. The equipment is much smaller. Okay. The so one I- terabyte solid-state drive in my computer is the size of a credit card. <laughs> Yes, but the way that we are storing and talking about information hasn't changed in about 40 years, right? Um, I don't know what that means, I guess. Uh, talking about RAM and things. Well, the, the conversion from a spinning platter... <laughs> wait, RAM, not memory. Well, either one. Okay, so the storage conversion from a spinning platter to a solid state uh, has been a pretty massive change. Mm-hmm. So, so you're saying we are still using the same terms as we were using 40 years ago, but the equipment is different now. Right. So the storage, the main way that you could have a large amount of memory storage before was to have a little box with a spinning CD in it that would record mm-hmm. memory. And now we just write it all directly onto a microchip, and that means that it works hundreds of times faster. Mm-hmm. Uh, we haven't fully made the switch over yet. Uh, yeah. to to solid state memory, but it is so much more reliable because you can drop it and it won't scratch the disk that all of your important <laughs> files are recorded on, which sounds like an insane like thing, but that could yes. still happen to computers that are made now. It's true. Yeah, I mean, you say it sounds insane, but like, if you dropped a book and got the pages wet, like, you'd fuck up that book. Right, like, but pages dry out. <laughs> Yeah, that doesn't always work so well. Like, you don't drop the book and get the pages wet, and then you can't read any of the words in the book anymore. Oh, I I dropped this book and all the letters got mixed up. Yeah. (laughs) Fuck. Now my eyes can't look at the words at all. It just looks like a bunch of glitched out pixels. Yep. Yep. That's annoying. Anyway. Uh, Anyway, my new computer is rad, and it is very weird because, again, last time I created a computer, the commonly held, like, wisdom was you should just leave your computer on pretty much all the time because booting up is Mm -hmm. a real pain in the ass and can possibly cause wear and tear on your hard drive. Now, booting up takes less than 10 seconds, and I can do it every day, anytime I want. If I'm just stepping away from my computer, I can just turn it off. It's amazing. 
That's pretty good. Yeah. Yep. I guess when I was talking about changes in technology, I'm imagining some future uh, horrible HR Giger thing where we have like pulsating tubes <laughs> that have memory mm, in them. Yeah, yeah, I think you're. I think you're talking about the <laughs> changes in the way that we interact with computers, like the interface, which I do agree is sort of due for a shakeup. Yeah. Um, but the actual internal guts of computers have actually changed a lot over the past, like, ten years. Okay. There's- I guess the change isn't just as noticeable as the change from, like, recording things on microfilm, microfiche reels right. to computer stuff. Silicon I mean, a lot of that is because you pay somebody else to figure out how that's going to work for you. Yeah, true. When you buy a computer, you're like, somebody figure out how to make this memory work so that I can put my fan fiction into it. Please. So I don't have to dirty my hands. <laughs> yes. Uh, so uh, there is an advancement in technology that I just learned about that I think is really cool, and I want to just touch on it before you get into the wiki. Uh, since yep. we're talking about computers. So, normally, if you want to play an old video game on your computer, you download a software emulator where a computer program runs that emulates an NES, like, hardware or whatever. Uh, yep. now they have a thing where there's a type of chip, uh, type of, like, computer on, on a single, uh, board called an FPGA, which emulates hardware at the hardware level. And you could just, like, if you had the right connectors, plug a cartridge into it, and it would go. Ooh, that's fun. Yeah, and it provides, like, because we have access to what the hardware of a Super Nintendo looks like, uh, we don't have to, like, try to recreate it in software. We can just, like, make the FPGA emulate it perfectly, and so any Super Nintendo game that you throw at it will work flawlessly. Hmm. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, and that's the new thing now, is to get a uh, Mr. device, uh, which will run all of your retro games perfectly. And that is, to me, the the one of the... that's I think FPGAs are the wave of the future. That's pretty cool. Do you think young people play a lot of retro games? Because I know a lot of people my age do for nostalgia. Uh, young people do, for sure. Um, okay. Any, any, like, big gamers will will play them on uh on their phone or on the like SNES classic or whatever. Because I like it a little bit for nostalgia, but I don't think I'm interested in playing those types of games anymore. Like, no. as my main gaming, I'm interested more in what's new. Um, Leah's sister is 19, and she plays the NES Classic uh, all okay. the time to the point where uh, I was hanging out with uh, Leah and Chris and and those the sister and the sister's boyfriend, and the two young people were like, oh man, this new Mario looks so different. This new Zelda is like way different than the original. Like, yeah, you're you're younger than that game. You shouldn't be playing it. It's bad. That's interesting. Yes. I never thought that would happen. Uh, mm-hmm. Jen and I finished uh, Cuphead last night, oh. uh, which was extremely difficult, but a fun game. And we were trying to figure out what the next game we're going to play together is. And we booted up a bunch of stuff on like the SNES emulator on switch um and we were like actually these all suck (laughs) these are very bad (laughs) also like there are no good multiplayer games on snes what about secret of mana what game's bad also (laughs) it's barely multiplayer you get to be that little druid or whatever with the feathers in their hair (laughs) yeah or that other one (laughs) sorcerer (laughs) the lady one (laughs) yeah it's great yeah no it sucks (laughs) I still enjoy it. Uh, 
Yeah. Well, we were, we looked everywhere for a good local co-op game and we couldn't find one. We tried, I tried to load up Spelunky, but mm-hmm. Spelunky on the Xbox requires both of you to have your own gamer tags. What the fuck, man? Hmm. That's weird. Yeah. You, like you just, you cannot add a second player without them logging into their Microsoft Xbox account. That's fine. Just create her an account. Uh, what? No, I don't want to. <laughs> and I shouldn't have to. That's fucking insane. You can't just both log into the same one like you could on uh, 360? No. no, I mean, it, every other 360, um, like, what is it called? Reverse com- backwards compatible uh, game allows you to just add the second player as a guest on your main account. But huh. you know what? Not Spelunky, because fuck you, Spelunky. Weird. You're out. I don't like that game. All right, Spelunky's canceled. Yep, Spelunky's canceled. No more Spelunky. Uh, So (laughs) I got our wiki, and I think that Matt will be excited about it, and perhaps I will be excited about it, and Louisa will have no frame of reference for it. (laughs) Ah, I've heard of it, so there. Oh, that's good. (laughs) Well, we got the unofficial White Wolf wiki at whitewolf.fandom.com. Yep. All right, I'm just seeing a blue background. Correct. Same. Okay. Uh, the unofficial white wolf wiki is in like a special font, but it's not anything I can really describe. It's got like a teal smear behind. The I white will. Wolf. I will describe it as the font of the logo of the company White Wolf. All right, so there we if go. you've ever had a World of Darkness book from before like 2010, that's the font. All right. The unofficial white wolf wiki is a collaborative encyclopedia <clears throat> project where you can find out about the worlds and systems created by white wolf producers of many role playing games, board games, card games, novels, and more. The white wolf wiki started in May 2004 and currently has 15,993 articles. So that's pretty, pretty good. I uh, then mentions that it's unofficial and uh, it's a fan effort. So don't be too hard on them, I guess, <laughs> which is fine. I like that they have like a special setup to let you know what the heck this is. Hey, here's an interesting thought. I wonder if I'm legally allowed to talk about this wiki. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> uh, let me let me look at my contract really quick. You guys keep right. going. Can you give us some context on why that might be true? <laughs> uh, so uh, to the the very brief breakdown is White Wolf in 2000 and I think 13 or 14 uh, split into two companies: White Wolf for producing video games like. Uh, Vampire the Masquerade Bloodlines and all those things, and then a new one, which is Onyx Path, which is all of their tabletop development stuff. And Onyx Path is the company that I do a lot of freelance writing for. Uh, I've done development on uh, their Scion and Exalted game series, and as a result, I have several NDAs in place that say I'm not allowed to interact with fan communities around the games that I've worked on. Mm -hmm. Um, I think since this is from before the split, I'm probably okay, but I should look at my contract just to be sure. All right, that's a good idea. Uh, So, Jeff, have you been making any more games? I'm still thinking about retro games, because I know you've dabbled in that. Uh, No, I haven't. I, like... I just, it, it requires a lot of time and effort, which I haven't been doing yeah. that. Uh, all of my time and effort has been going into teaching and studenting in schools. That makes sense. Yeah. It's, it's uh, something you want to get back into, though, probably, right? Yeah, time. yeah, it's something that I, I like to mess around with every now and then. Uh, yeah. I will have a game published on the Blinks platform, um, which is like little programmable hexagon tiles that you can play games with. Um, I, I did a oh, game yeah. jam with uh, two friends of the show, and we 
got chosen to be part of the like initial slate of games. So you oh, can look really up cool. Blink's tiles when when you want, and the game. Um, what is it called? It was like a Russian roulette kind of game, right? Yes, it is a Russian roulette kind of game called uh, Bomb Bomb something. I don't remember the name. <laughs> Bomb Brigade or Boom oh, okay. Br- Boom Brigade, maybe. We I think we had to change the name to Boom Brigade. Um, that you can you'll be able to find. It's one of the games that comes pre-installed. That's cool. It seems like it would be a really good drinking game. Yes. Awesome. Is okay. Matt making noise because he's ready to talk? Okay. I'm here. I think I'm fine. I'm not allowed to participate in discussions or enter into definitive uh, debates about the specific stuff that I wrote or worked on. So maybe if if there is wiki articles about the books that I specifically worked on, I may not be able to comment. But okay. I think I'm good otherwise. On the off chance that that comes up, we'll just find something different to talk about. <clears throat> yes. Mm, are you on this wiki, I wonder? Mm, Almost question. certainly not. Like I said, this seems to <laughs> be from before it split and so I don't think that they would uh they would have stuff from from games that came out in the last couple of years. Uh, I searched your name and there are two results. Woo! Really? Exciting. Aberrant Rulebook and Aberrant Rulebook Limited. I didn't work on either of those. <laughs> okay, let's see why you show up. Yeah, uh, I so- also like that uh, Matt said, well, we just need to avoid anything he's involved with. And then the very first thing we did is like, let's go check out exactly what Matt was involved with. <laughs> uh, one of the characters is named Graham Heron in this uh, game. So that's why. Maybe that's why that's they hired weird. me in the first place. They were Ooh. like, oh. Yeah, maybe. that must be it. Yep. <laughs> he's related to this character that we made up. <laughs> yeah. I like the system in, in White Wolf games quite a bit. Uh, the, the way stats work. And I know everyone else in the world hates it, but I think it's cool. I think I, I appreciate the fact that it is very well geared for people who are less number driven and more visual driven. Um, because while I don't think I am one of those people, I know a lot of people who play tabletop games who look at the numbers next to their stats on a sheet and it's hard to visualize the like relationship between them. And I totally get that. And it's so much easier when you've just got dots because then you can see like how much black space versus white space is there next to each of these things. And it's it, it makes a lot of sense to me. I think it's a very clever yeah. solve for that. I like the way it's laid out, too, of, like, you have your physical, mental, and social abilities, and then within each of those, you have your power, your yep. uh, stamina, and your, like, dexterity. Right. And I th- I think that's that's a really cool way to think about it. That gives you, like, nine stats of your body, and then, like, the skills are, you know, whatever is relevant to the game itself. I also think it's, like... In a way that I have found myself being a little disappointed in Dungeons and Dragons, um, the the fact that in in White Wolf games and Onyx Path games now, um, whenever somebody needs to do something, it's always a combination of your attributes and your abilities. So your attributes are things that are inherent to your nature, like your charmingness or your strength. And then your abilities are things that you've learned, like uh, your skill in medicine or sword fighting or whatever. And that makes a lot of sense. And like so many times I've been playing Dungeons and Dragons or running Dungeons and Dragons and something Mm -hmm. comes up and I'm like, "Uh, I guess this is like, it's definitely a strength check, but maybe it should be specifically <laughs> yeah. an acrobatics check or something. Here, it's like, okay, 
is this uh, your physical body or your mental or your your like social ability and then i figure that out and then i combine it with one of the skills it, i don't know running these games i've never had a hard time figuring out what thing to get somebody to roll yeah as soon as you mentioned that problem i was gonna say i don't think i've ever played even a session of D where people haven't said wait is this an athletics check or an acrobatics check <laughs> because yes. no one can keep those straight i Correct. can because athletics is a strength <laughs> check Ugh, then call it a strength check. Yeah, no, but it's a, it's skill. a specific kind of strength check. This is why yeah. I think that the white wolf breakdown is yeah. makes more sense. I agree. <laughs> um, I like that. Like, you can combine weird things. Like, uh, I want to rev my engine to intimidate the other racers in this street race. Like, okay, roll automobiles and charisma. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we used to. Me and some of the other folks that would write on these books used to, to play games when we were like trying to come up with things to write where we would come up with a combination of of uh, attribute and ability that seemed impossible and then try to come up with a scenario where you would make that happen in the game. <laughs> yeah. That's pretty good. So, like, medicine and, uh, like, computer hacking or whatever. <laughs> What'd you come up with? <clears throat> uh, you know, I think for... Um, we did charisma medicine was one of the combinations, and it was, like, convincing somebody that they're going to be fine even when they're not. Yeah. <laughs> Snake oil salesman? Yeah, kind of. Doing a placebo effect to someone, and it works. Exactly. Yep. <laughs> Pretty good. Yep. <sighs> I like it. Uh, I, I think that it's a really clean system. I have a bunch of, like, hacks of it for Star Wars, because uh, I mm. want to play a Star Wars RPG, and that's the easiest way to do it w- without having to spend $80 on the very complicated Fantasy Flight one. Yeah. I mean, that's that's very cool. I actually have one of the Star Wars Fantasy Flight game books, and it sucks. <laughs> so Yeah, I like the system a lot, but it costs so much money, and it does not... It contains, like, a very narrow slice of a very big universe. Here's the biggest problem I have, and Jeff, you're going to disagree with me, so I'm predicting that right now. Sure. <laughs> Every single Star Wars tabletop game tries to get you to think it would be cool to play something other than a Jedi, and it absolutely wouldn't. (laughs) The main issue with uh, that is, if you ever have a game where someone is a Jedi and someone is, like, a Han Solo, that is such a power mismatch that you really, you just have to have, like, alright, in this game universe, either everyone is Jedis, or nobody is Jedis, and so they have both of those. How much does it fucking suck to be playing a Star Wars game and none of you are Jedi? <laughs> like, this is boring. This is just, like, trade negotiation. Then you want the Force and Destiny. had an exciting life. That was all uh, unrelated to Jedi stuff. Yeah. Wait, what'd you say, Louisa? Han Solo had an exciting life. No! He didn't. Because, look, I'm looking at Han Solo doing shit, and I'm like, yeah, but there are wizards in this universe. I want to know what they're doing. So yeah, you should have. You need a wizard, and you need a sword fighter, and he's a sword fighter. Yeah, no, he, he doesn't fight with a sword. Know you know who does, does the wizards? <laughs> <laughs> so, see, Matt, you should have bought the Force and Destiny role playing game, which is only Jedi stuff. Mm. Um. Anyway, I, like, I really, I have Scum and Villainy, which is, like, Star Wars, but, uh, legally distinct from Star Wars. Everyone Uh, plays a weird instrument in a bar. You're all part of that band. Yeah, uh, (laughs) and in that one you have, uh, Plasma Blades, and you can be a a monk of the, you follow the way instead of the force, and, like, it's, and because (laughs) it's not actually... nothing but fastball covers. Yeah. uh, (laughs) Jeff, put that song at the end of the episode. Thank you, Jeff. What song? (laughs) 
I forgot that this is your new thing, and I like <laughs> it. It doesn't look like anything to me. <laughs> Ooh, that comes back today. It does. Oh, yeah, hooray, the best TV I show in the world. I watching the second season. I should do that. Uh, should. The second season kind of sucks, but it also has the two best episodes of the series in it, which is Absolutely. weird. Absolutely, yes. Mm. And Jeff and I agree on that. You know how rare that is. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Ugh, that, but I feel like I forget everything, so I might have to, like, I don't know how I'm going to get back into it anyway. Uh, that's convenient, because part of the plot of the show is the characters keep forgetting very important stuff about their lives. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Uh, anyway, uh, I got a random page, but uh, it seems to have gone away. No, here it is. It is World of Darkness, colon, Second Sight, which is a source book for the Chronicles of Darkness, and I've pasted it into the chat finally. Uh, it presents options to users of minor magics and psychics, whatever mm-hmm. that means. So this is like one of the... So, oh man... Should I explain all of this stuff, or is it just shitty to hear somebody who knows what they're talking about say stuff? I really need to know what the hell the difference is between Chronicles of Darkness and New World of Darkness and Old World of Darkness. Okay, Uh, I can explain that. So, uh, Old World of Darkness was the first edition of a game that was basically supposed to be setting the table for other games. So World of Darkness was uh, sort of like we talk about all the time, the Universal Monsters uh, Dark Mm -hmm. Universe or whatever. Now I'm hooked. The idea was um, it's a system of rules to play a person, just a normal person living in a world where ghosts and like monsters are real. And then if you wanted to play one of those monsters, you would additionally buy Vampire the Masquerade or something like that to, to, to expand that universe of playable characters so that still within the World of Darkness, you could play as whatever. Then New World of Darkness came along, which was basically that, but it was A, trying to simplify the system so that it wasn't so complicated, and B, make it actually fun to play a human mortal in that world, <laughs> because it sucked before that, because it's like you are playing a person who is going to be eaten by a werewolf at some point, and the game is, how long can you go before getting eaten by a werewolf? <laughs> uh, so the the New World of Darkness was supposed to sort of empower mortals a little bit more, um, and New World of Darkness is the one almost everyone liked and was the goodest one, um, because, I mean, there's a, there are people who think Old World, World of Darkness is good because of how complicated it was, but I think the New World of Darkness was better. Chronicles of Darkness was a series of adventures set in the New World of Darkness universe. Hmm. Okay. So New World of Darkness is Chronicles of Darkness. Chronicles of Darkness is a a game set in the New World of Darkness. I see. Okay. I understand-ish. And Second Sight would apply to any of those as just an extra add-on? Second Sight is, yeah, it's a supplementary one to say, like, what if you're playing a mortal in the World of Darkness, but that mortal has psychic visions, but otherwise ah. they're just normal. <laughs> okay. Huh. I mean, this was kind of a precursor to a game that everyone liked and was very good called Hunter, which was also set in New World of Darkness, um, where you played a mortal who was gifted by some divine being one ability that would allow you to fight monsters. And so everyone who played the game, you were just a normal person, but you had one ability, like the ability to shoot fire out of your eyes or whatever. And so then the game became like... are. Do you have the moral responsibility to hunt vampires if you have this power? 
Are you a bad enough dude to hunt vampires? Yeah, could you save the president's daughter from vampires? <laughs> Wait, that's the plot of Resident Evil 4. Well, yeah, shit. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, uh, do you have any opinion on the Hunter the Vigil, which is the new one, and Hunter the Reckoning, which is the original one? Um, I have not played any of Hunter the Vigil, but I do know that the people who are making it, or who made it, like, we're trying to make it more accessible. And so the old Hunter is good, but very inaccessible. Mm. Hmm. Um, is this something you really shouldn't talk about? I'm just wondering about your NDA. Like, should you not give opinions about product? No, that's fine. Okay. Uh, as long as I'm not... The thing that they seem to be saying in my contract specifically is that I shouldn't go into discussions about stuff I've written to um, clarify. <laughs> like, this is what I meant when I said this. I see. Don't go to the uh, subreddit and get red and mad about no. when people say they don't like something you wrote. <laughs> yes, exactly. I think um, I think Hunter and Vampire are the only ones that had video game spinoffs, too. Uh, that might be true, yeah. I, I mean... I love the Vampire um, Bloodlines games a lot, and the Hunter game for GameCube was fucking incredible. Yeah, it was people, so good. People really liked it. I think uh, I think this is a good system to build an action RPG on, and I'm surprised that there's not more of that happening. Yeah, I mean, Hunter was was slash is basically like goth X Men. Yeah, so like that's rules. <laughs> that's the best thing. Yeah. Our buddy Snake Eyes would fit right in. Am I right? Who's this? <laughs> Our buddy Snake Eyes. Yes, exactly. Uh, he's already from GI he's Joe. The crossover. <laughs> Every time, Dad. <laughs> uh, the Nick Cage character from no. the movie Snake Eyes. <laughs> That's the name of his character in Snake Eyes, right? Probably. Probably. But you're uh, talking about Gambit, right, Jeff? You really do know, right? That you're talking about Gambit? Yeah. Why are you talking about Gambit? Oh, God. Because <laughs> a bunch of years ago, probably, we came up with the idea that Gambit should be named Snake Eyes. Louisa, you can't explain eyes. this to Jeff every episode on yeah, yeah, air. You can and should. <laughs> we, we have it in over a year, so I will this time. No, we talked about it two weeks <laughs> yeah, ago. Yeah, we definitely talked no, about it very recently. talked about it because I made the reference, and then Matt got yeah. it, and Jeff didn't. I yeah, I know, and then you explained it to Jeff. No, I didn't! Well, that could throw dice instead of cards, because then he can be called Snake Eyes, the end. Okay, anyway, I got a <laughs> random page as well, and I got the page for Summoners. Ooh. Summoners was an add-on to Mage the Awakening, which was the New World of Darkness version of Mage. Um, Mage was another splat in the... Uh, World of Darkness, where you could play as a person who was born with the ability to use magic. And the big selling point, which I thought was very cool about Mage, is that unlike other games, there weren't spells you could cast, but rather you had a certain amount of control over different like elements of the universe. So you could have like two dots in nature or four dots in illusions. And then just like with any other role, if you wanted to cast a spell, you would say, the effect I want is I want to create an illusory uh, buffalo in this room. And then I'd say, okay, well, that means you need to know a lot about what buffalo look like. So roll intelligence plus your nature skill, and then we'll see if you succeed. Roll and then- int plus buffalo. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> what if you were no good? What if you were super good at illusions but didn't remember what a buffalo looked like and it came out all fucked up? Yeah. That's I the mean, goal. That, yeah. That happened a lot in the game, and it's very fun because, unlike with games where you're like, okay, I'm going to cast 
Bigby's hand, everyone knows what happens if I succeed, and, like, there's only one thing that can happen. In this game, you could roll and, like, not get enough successes, and they'd be like, okay, I guess I created an illusion of a buffalo, but it's only two-dimensional. How do I make this work in the world? And that's great! (laughs) You know what? Now that I say it, now that we discuss it, this is exactly what dreams are. (laughs) Yes! Your dream has perfect illusion powers, but a lot of times it doesn't remember what things look like very well. (laughs) Yeah. In fact, it the game is called Mage the Awakening because it's <laughs> it's all about that kind of like how reality is a dream for these people. Oh, <laughs> the Matrix, Mage Tricks the Awakening. Nice. Oh, very good. Um, so anyway, this is an add-on to that where I guess they added the ability to summon creatures from other planes of existence, which is fine. It's a little fantasy for me. I, I mean, I, that sounds ridiculous, I know, but uh, the thing that I think I like best about World of Darkness is the fact that it's very, like, modern, gothic stuff instead of, like, high fantasy stuff. And the idea of there being other planes of existence where you could summon a fire elemental is a little too Lord of the Rings for my tastes. Mm. <laughs> yeah, it looks like on the cover a guy's fighting a very small Cthulhu. Yeah, maybe a swamp thing. <laughs> yeah. I like um, that being a category, a swamp thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So anyway, I think um, Mage is actually a super underrated game in the White Wolf canon. I, I think Mage and um, Changeling were two that I, I always wanted to play, but I think I've only ever run one session of one game of Mage and never got around to it anymore. Oh, I played in that. <laughs> yep. It was fun. Good? Good. As far as I can remember. <laughs> Just <laughs> not was, very far. It was hard, and this is no fault of Jeff or the other people who played in the game, but it was hard to convey to people the concept that there were no spells to learn. Yeah. And so, like, they would they would go into a room where there were a bunch of monsters, like, I think that it was set at Rutgers, and it was at the stadium, so there was, a like, a, a garage with a bunch of buses, and there were also monsters in there, and everyone rushed in, and then everyone was like, well, how are we going to fight these monsters? And some people were like, swinging at them with swords, and I'm like, no, 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 no. You have... You have magic to do anything with. You have to think about, okay, I can control gravity because one of my things is reality ch- control. How can I warp gravity to fight these ghosts? Like, mm, I'm going to that- use, I'm going to warp gravity to make my sword really heavy <laughs> so that it does more damage when I hit them. Yeah, I mean, that's better than, than not using... The idea of people playing a game of mage and not using magic is actually very funny. <laughs> they, oh, they only use magic to really stoop, to do really stupid things. Yeah, they keep forgetting that the, th- the only reason they're player characters is because they have magic. Alright, right, now that we've defeated these monsters, I conjure myself a sandwich. Yeah. Yes. I'm going to use my fire I mean, magic to heat up this coffee to room temperature. <laughs> I mean, that is kind of like all of those, um, those like, uh, samurai movie tropes of like the guy who has a, who's amazing at sword fighting, but has a lock on his sword that he can't open until he finds the man that killed his daughter or whatever. He's got bandages all over his buster sword. Yeah. Mm, one bat wing. Yep. yep. Uh, so I have a random page, and I put it in the chat for you, and my page is 1900 in the Trinity Universe timeline. Yep. And the events are Michael Damon Donegal, later the Eon Society founder known as Dr. Primoris, and later still, Terrigen co-founder Divis Mall, is born. Mm-hmm. Ha. And 
that is it. That is everything that's sure. happened in the year of 1900. Uh, I so. think the Trinity universe is one where it's like three different eras of action stuff, right? No. Again, is it, okay, is it insufferable for me to be telling people what's actually going on on this wiki? Because I feel like the fun of our podcast is us being dumbfounded. Should I explain or no? No, I was right about Trinity, the Trinity universe. It's got adventure, which is pulp in the 20s, aberrant, which is superpowers in the modern day, and uh, Trinity, which used to be called Aeon, which is set in the 2120s. Okay. I mean, Trinity is what people used to refer to the future one, huh? So it's like a real Chrono Trigger. Yeah, the Trinity <laughs> Universe. It's very confusing that it's called the Trinity Universe, but one of the games is just called Trinity. Yes. Is that why they changed it? <laughs> um, as far as I know, the idea is that you would run Trinity, the the future one, by itself. You wouldn't run yeah. a single campaign in all three timelines. Yeah, that mm, that seems good, likely. <laughs> um, anyway, it's a game... I mean, in the same way that most of the game, the games that White Wolf did were modern fantasy, this is future fantasy. Yeah. It, it was sort of their answer to Shadowrun. Oh, man. I have Shadowrun, the 20th anniversary edition. Never played it. Don't know if I ever will. Do you ever, do you have a bunch of uh, RPGs that you'll just never play, Matt? Oh, yes. <laughs> the whole bottom shelf of my uh, bookcase is RPG books I, I will never play again. The ironic part is it has to be the bottom shelf because they're so heavy that if I put it on the top shelf, it breaks my bookcase, Great. which has happened to me. Fun. <laughs> Couldn't you donate them to a society or a school or something where people might play them? Uh, no. What if he plays them someday? Yeah. I want to. Okay. If I'm going to find a place that's playing these games, I want to go there to play them or okay. run them. Okay. <laughs> Hey, uh, there, on the Trinity page on this, there was a link to the modern version of Trinity, which is Scion. Mm. Uh, and when I clicked on it, it uh, it brought me to a page that has my name on it for real. Oh, Whoa, cool. That's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, so that's exciting. Oh, did you click on Trinity? I'm just getting a thing yeah. about timelines. <clears throat> so there's a... If you click on the page Trinity... Mm-hmm. And you scroll down. There's a part that says it is no. This is no longer a White Wolf product, and new releases post 2012 will be covered on the Onyx Path Wiki. And then when I clicked on that, it has a bunch of different things that Trinity broke up into, and one of them is Scion. Huh. <clears throat> I don't see that. I'm on a different page. That's fine. Mm-hmm. That's fun. Uh, I think that that makes a lot of sense since Aberrant is like modern superpower stuff, and Scion is also that. <laughs> Yes. I think I mean Scion is like I mean I'm biased because I helped write it, but I think Scion is a very cool concept for a game. Yeah. I I have trouble wrapping my head around some of the aspects the uh once you get up into the higher god thing, but I really like the system and the world quite a bit. Yes. Uh, um Are we done talking about this wiki already? <laughs> yeah, maybe. I don't know. It feels weird because Matt doesn't want to get deep into stuff he knows, which is reasonable. And I'm worried about talking about stuff that might get him in trouble. <laughs> and then <laughs> I feel like we're like disjointed from discussing a lot of it. 
Yeah, you you don't worry about me talking about things that'll get me in trouble. I now That's know fine. what the rules are, and I will be fine. But. Yes, but then I'm also worried about being like, so what does this mean? You're like, do you want me to give you the 10 minute description of what that means? <laughs> yes, that that <laughs> will get me in trouble in that it will make this un- unlistenable. Yeah, <laughs> this episode of our podcast unlistenable. Um, anyway, uh, if any of our listeners want advice on running uh, games in Onyx Path games, let me know because I have a lot of opinions about it. <laughs> Yeah, you'll tell people what they're doing wrong. I mean, I won't, but I will tell you what you could do better. <laughs> mm, is that not the same thing as I said, but in a nicer way? No, it's growth mindset, Louisa. Oh, yep. okay. Um, yeah, I clicked on the, the Onyx Path Wiki page again, and now I'm looking, and I, now I can't get back to that Scion page that I was on before yeah, they had my name on it's it. It's red for some reason. Yeah, but if you type my name into the search bar... It does it. go to the Scion Hero book page. Which no is results found. What? Matt Heron? I typed in just Heron. Maybe I have to do both. Oh, yeah. there it is. That's weird that it'll do Matt Heron, but if I type in Heron, it's like, no, there's nothing. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Matt, you have to write your page on this wiki. Yeah, maybe. Um... I feel like that could be considered directly doing the thing that you're not supposed to do. Yeah, that might be true. Does this uh, does this wiki have a rule like Wikipedia where you're not allowed to write a page about yourself? I don't know. Also, it doesn't look like there's actually a link to me on this page. Yeah, I'm not just, seeing one either. That's so weird. Anyway, doesn't matter. Uh, this this the Onyx Pathway only has 468 pages, so it's bad. Yeah. Oh no, you're not allowed to say that. It's, I think I can. It's I'm an fine. it's an unofficial wiki. Yeah, it's fan made, <laughs> so I can say I can say the fans suck as much as I want. Oh no, <laughs> and sometimes <laughs> they do. Now you're becoming one of those rogue designers who just it's true uh, negs the fans until they buy your game. Yep. Yeah. Um, but no, I mean I think that by and large a lot of the stuff I've done with Onyx Path has been a very positive experience and I really enjoy... It's very weird, though, because when you work freelance on stuff like this and then I go to uh, PAX Unplugged sometimes because it's in Philadelphia, so it's just across the the river from me, and I will go there and I'll go to the Onyx Path booth where where their big thing that they're pushing is the book that I helped write and uh, nobody knows who I am. (laughs) That's fine. Like, I like that's that. fine. I've never met any of these people. I, I get it. Uh, but so I'll go and say hi, and then I'll be like, "Hi!" Like, and they'll try to sell me the book, and they'll be like, "Oh no, I helped write this book," and then they will not care. <laughs> they don't care at all. So, so you have to uh, get more involved in the community. Yeah, but I don't like the community or any community. Mm. I'm practicing social distancing for the past thirty-seven <laughs> years. Yeah, it took you a second to remember how old you are. Yeah. Yeah, Doesn't there's it, this theory that everyone should always know exactly how old they are in an instant, but when you get to a certain age, people, and I think that age is like 18, people stop <laughs> asking you how old you are regularly. Right, but yeah. I still know how old I am. I just have to do one second of math to remember, because there's no real difference between 35, 36, 37. That's yeah. fair. Remember Pat Oswalt's thing about not having birthdays after a certain point? Yeah. <laughs> it makes sense. It does. I also feel like... You know how when you're very young, a year seems like a very long time, mm-hmm. and then now it seems like a year is nothing? Yes. I think it's because that represents a percentage of the time you've experienced so far. Yes, I totally agree. <clears throat> and so, if for birthdays to be as important as they were to us when we were kids, they need to be spaced out more. Mm-hmm. 
the time between birthdays needs to grow exponentially. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we and should you can all never die because you never reach your last birthday. It's true. That's as long as you never thinking. get to 78. Uh-oh. Is that, is it <laughs> That's my called shot of when I'm going to die. <laughs> is that what it says in the Bible, that everyone is allotted uh, 78 years? <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> <clears throat> mm. Well, I went to this page and I've been looking around and distracted by it, but I don't see your name anywhere. So yeah, yeah I control F for it and it's not there. Yeah, same. Oh, uh, wow. I, I want to add it. I'm going to... No, I'm not going to add it. Do it. You do it, it, coward. Do <laughs> it. <laughs> I do like that the chapters are listed out, introduction, chapter one, etc., but then there's almost no description of any of the chapters. And again, <laughs> I want to go into the part that I wrote and be like, this is the important chapter. <laughs> Whenever they uncover someone who seems like kind of a jerk and then social media finds out that that person wrote their own Wikipedia page, <laughs> I feel like uh, no matter what, you'd set yourself up for that kind of situation. Yeah, that's true. I mean, everyone already knows I'm a jerk, so that helps. <laughs> Has, does, did we ever convince anyone to make a wiki for this uh, podcast yet? No. Well, I mean, we've convinced people. They just haven't listened. Hack the net wiki. Uh-oh. Oh, wait. Oh, no, there's a net hack wiki yeah, for the game. Yeah, I was going to say, you're going to get a false positive. That's what you're going to do. <laughs> that would be great, though. Could we just start adding pages to the net hack wiki? <laughs> and us also. Footnote, also we are there. <laughs> yes. Uh, we did add fan fiction to that one that I forget what one it was from a few weeks ago. Yeah, I forgot, yeah. too. And I'll never yep. remember. Nope, it's gone forever. From my I do love that we are ad- we're like adding mysterious artifacts to things <laughs> that other people care about. Yep. Uh, was it to good. the fan fiction wiki? Maybe we wrote the fan fiction of our origin story. Oh Maybe right, we got to put Matt in the story. Yeah, I did not appear. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, it's such a terrible show. Yeah. yeah. So if you stop. like this terrible show, please rate and review us on iTunes and tell your friends about it. Uh, and if you want to get in touch with us, you can find us on uh, Twitter at HackTheNetPod. You can message us to join our Discord where you can talk to us directly. And uh, if you want to ask me questions about tabletop gaming or running Onyx Path games, let me know. Uh, I would love to have that discussion. Oh, man, I want to run another game <laughs> so bad. Anyway, um, and uh, if you want to find me, I'm on Mastodon, at Matt Heron at Mastodon.cloud. I'm also on Mastodon, <laughs> Mastodon.cloud slash at JK. You can also follow me on Snapchat and Instagram, Jeff JK. You can message any of us to get into our Discord, or you can go to the fanfiction wiki and read A Hack the Net Origins, our Origins <laughs> story. Oh, uh, very stupid. Uh, I linked that in the chat, by the way. Okay, I'm going to look at it. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's Jeff, it. I'm done. Okay. No, oh, it's Louise's turn. Did you say turn. Snapchat and Instagram? Yeah, I did. Okay. Uh, you can find me on Mastodon at Louisa at Mastodon.xyz. <laughs> this is terrible. Okay. Uh, all right. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Please come back next time. But in the meantime, don't forget, I am a hacker, and this is my manifesto. I'm not a hacker, and this isn't my manifesto. <laughs> well, you know that it's always different, but it's also never good. <laughs> uh, it was Only one funny. of us tells the truth.
<laughs> is pretty funny when you just said it's always different, but it's never good, Jeff, mm-hmm. last time. I did and like that. Was, like, got completely screwed out of being able to no. say anything. <laughs> no, I said it even more emphatically. I really liked it when I listened to that episode. <laughs> you can tell I'm, like, really over-enunciating all the words. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's good. It's very good.